Genre. Doctor's Companion presents Doctor Who The Long Way Around, the weekly podcast where we review, discuss, and recap every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Nick Jimenez and the Poncho Boys. (laughs) And today on the show, we'll be discussing episodes one through three of Power of the Daleks, which is the second Doctor's first story. So, uh, let's, uh... Let's 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 get into it. Let's All really, right. Let's really dive. Let's really dive in. No. Um. So we start off with Ben and Polly kind of freaking out in the TARDIS because the Doctor, who was previously an old guy, is now Patrick Trout. Um, and he wakes up, and it's kind of disconcerting and a little bit creepy. Um, he's rummaging around in the TARDIS for some new clothes. He's got his post-regenerative, like, crazy eyes going on. Um, and the TARDIS is, I assume, just in mid-flight. Um, and Ben and Polly have no idea what's going on. Um, classic companion. And the TARDIS just kind of lands. Um, and... The doctor goes out, there's a bunch of mercury swamps, it's weird, um, there's a guy in a really awkward morph suit, he kills a guy in front of the doctor, and then (laughs) knocks the doctor out, um, and... I'm just imagining, like, the, like, the, like, the end of (laughs) Ant-Man, like, it's just Cassandra's voice, but this is all just happening. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I mean, it just goes back to my, my, my deep, deep desire to, to remake every classic Who story as like a drunk history thing. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> it would be incredible. <laughs> anyway, continue, Cass. Continue. Um, yeah. So the doctor gets knocked out by this assassin guy. Um, and they are found by these two random guys from an Earth colony on this planet called Vulcan. Live long and prosper. Um, Mm -hmm. you get your first glimpse at Lesterson, who's kind of a scientist of the uh, mad variety. Um, and there's a capsule that he's kind of obsessed with. Um, there's some politics. It's kind of boring in the first one, but it kind of escalates as we go. Um. I think it's real boring. (laughs) Um, and there's Daleks inside the capsule, and the reveal shot's pretty cool. And there's some weird Dalek mutant cliffhanger nonsense going on. And that's part yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's talk about, uh, I think, I think what is the most important part of this episode, which is the, this being the very, very first regeneration story. And 
everything about regeneration except for the word regeneration is in this story. It's insane. Like everything you know about the way the doctor is after a regeneration, it just comes from this, like Mm -hmm. him walking around being weird. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's kind of amazing. And like right out of the gate, it's just like, I don't know whose decision it was to do that. Um, but, it it works like gangbusters and Troughton just like comes out the door swinging. Yeah, he does. I uh, yeah, I couldn't help but think about the the scene in uh, an adventure of space and time where we see Troughton about to about to regenerate and like like that. Yeah, he really does just kind of come in just quietly, like already like owning the role. He has a little bit of swagger about him that is is enviable you know (laughs) especially when you think about like other doctors you kind of took a while to sort of get the hang of it yeah for sure um the other the the other question i have too like okay so this episode is written by um or i guess this story is written by david whitaker is this the first dalek story not written by terry nation it is and that's why it's kind of also a big deal um, yeah. because previously, uh, Terry Nation, who created the Daleks, wrote all of the Dalek stories. Um, and personally, I think that the two Dalek stories that were wit- written by David Whitaker, because there's Power of the Daleks, and then, like, a, two seasons later, maybe a season later, it's uh, Evil of the Daleks, um, which mm-hmm. was intended to be the Daleks' last story ever. Um, right. Were written by, <laughs> like, not the creator. Yeah. <laughs> We're written by not well, the creator. Well, then it was so simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I actually have a lot of thoughts on the Daleks, but, like, this is not the appropriate time to talk about that yet because um, they're barely in this part. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting that this is the first episode not written by Terry Nation. Um, for, first Dalek episode not written by Terry Nation. Um. I love Ben's ring test as if, like, he just, like, oh, the doctor wore this ring all the time. You put it on. Look, it doesn't fit you. You're not him. I'm like, what? <laughs> what does that prove? Ben Ben and Polly may be the most worthless companions, like, the show oh, has ever man. seen. Oh, <laughs> man. I – okay. So I had never um, seen these people before. Right. Um, I, I, I mean, this was my first episode, like – when I, you know, okay, so like, get get back into my shoes for a little bit, okay. Mm-hmm. The last, oh my god, no! <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, it's okay. All right, continue. All right. (laughs) We're in on your shoes, and then we just fall to our doom. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, like, from my perspective, the last time that I saw, like, this show was the end of the first episode of, you know, The Unearthly Child. I almost called it The Cursed Child. Um, But, so I have no idea who Polly and Ben are. Um, Actually, Mm -hmm. I, uh, okay, wait, so who's Quinn? Quinn's just a character in this story. But there there's a companion named Quinn later on, right? No. No. 
there's not another Doctor Who character named Quinn. For some reason, that 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 scene when I heard that name in the show, I was like, oh, isn't that like the name of a person? Oh, Tegan, Tegan. There's yeah, a companion named Tegan. Yeah, you're thinking of Tegan, not Quinn. I was thinking of Tegan and Sarah, and their last name is Quinn. Oh, <laughs> that is a weird connection. <laughs> That's welcome to welcome to me. Yeah. Welcome to my. Um, yeah, I I love them. I love them so much. I love that Ben is just like an undereducated, <laughs> like <laughs> like cock like Cockney. Just oh, I don't just like this is not the this is exactly the kind of person and not the kind of person that I want to see with the Doctor. And like, it kind of makes me like, I don't know. I think it might be interesting to have a companion be like a character, you know? Because like the past few companions while different, have usually been, like, oh, they're ingenues, and they're, like, they're protagonists, but we, like, imagine if there was a doctor that was just, I mean, a companion that was just, like, 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 that's, like, a great, like, a soccer hooligan. Right. Right. I mean, arguably, uh, he kind of gets a 15th century soccer hooligan right after this. Oh, great, cool. <laughs> In yeah, a like, lot of ways. Like, just get a, get a talking dinosaur. Like, I don't know, don't get another... <laughs> Don't get another twenty-five-year-old like like British woman, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. You're gonna. I mean, I think I think Troughton Troughton arguably has two of the best companions. Yeah. Um, uh, one one of which you'll meet in the next the next time that we talk about Troughton. Um, Ooh. But but uh, yeah, like his 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 um his his companion pairings. Uh, are really really strong. They did a really good job. Cool. Well, he's he's such a strong doctor. I mean, and, and I'll, I'll bring this up, you know, throughout the week. But uh, you know, when when I remember, I'll, I remember hearing, like back when the run was first starting, the the eleventh run, that they're like, oh, so who's your doctor? And Matt Smith said, I think my doctor's Patrick Trout. And I was like, well, I don't really know who that is, but I, I know. Like, I know he's the second doctor, but like I didn't really but watching this, I was like, Oh, I get it now. I see what parts of Matt oh, I see what parts of this character that Matt Smith was kind of like channeling during like certain episodes of his run. Mm-hmm. Which is oh, really cool. For and sure. also and like, you know, like there's shades of Capaldi and there's or you can kind of notice like, oh, you know, and when I was watching Hartnell for even though he's not in that episode nearly enough, or in Unearthly Child, um you can you're i'm starting to see you know it's like when you go back and you listen to like bad brains or right like, you know like this like the stiff little fingers and you're like oh green day okay i get it now mm-hmm. for sure um i love the bit like just just you know going into the the whole idea of like just the second doctor like coming in the door swinging um i love that bit where he just he gets that stove the stovepipe hat, which I don't think he ever wears again. <laughs> I think it's just in this. Um, um, but he's got that, and he's reading the diary, and he's not looking where he's going, but he's like stepping over all of the puddles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty. It's pretty. That's some pretty good. It's pretty good trouting. I'll be honest. Um, begging my own pardon, uh, the recorder hasn't shown up yet. The or recorder. His recorder. Has he, has he played it already yes. in episode one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pulled it out of the pile or whatever. He, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he needs to cut that shit out like right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was not a fan. Well, I mean, the recorder is the most annoying instrument on the planet. 
it is. And I was just like, ah, oh, you. I don't know. Yeah. It was. It was. It was. It was. I, I think that was his. That is that his fez. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, this is pre Sonic Screwdriver, uh, oh. and I think that the recorder is a proto Sonic Screwdriver. I think he just likes holding stuff, doesn't he? This guy. Yeah, he does. He does like holding stuff. Um, there's also that line. I mean, speaking of like the regeneration process, they call it rejuvenation here or renewal or like renewal yeah yeah which is nicer it is, well it is but it's also i'm it makes me wonder and i've had this thought for a while was patrick troughton cast to play the young version of william hartnell's doctor wow like was the cool. idea was bet, the original I bet, I idea bet. yeah was the original idea of this whole renewal process they use renewal because he's basically de-aging himself. Because that was the whole point. Was they were like, Hartnell, you're too old. Right. Is that what you're was going old on? You're sin and we want you out. Yeah. I don't, I don't know because I think that they casted him to be like not a um, like an imitation of Hartnell. They were kind of just swinging for the fences and hoping that people would go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I can see some of Hartnell's influence um, in this first episode, I don't really think that that's the direction that they were trying to go for. Um, I think they're just but like, is yeah, that this what is they a- were. I, I guess. I guess my thought is like, is that what they were trying to make the audience believe? I don't know. I've never but seen yeah, in, that in, in, in the mythology of the show. Is like, oh, he became young. Well, because like there is that that really great scene where he's holding up the mirror. And you can still see Hartnell. Mm-hmm. And I guess that can be taken as like, you know, it can be taken both ways. It can be like a Dorian Gray kind of thing. Or it can be like a, you know, what we know it now as is like a doctor acclimating himself to his new face. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because like the show hasn't, the show isn't quite, it, it isn't a dynasty yet. Right now it was still just like at like, you know, season two of Glee, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like, well, can this like, can, can this hot show keep being hot after like you know chevy leaves you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so it's interesting that you know we have trouton who is stepping into you know a, a really popular role at the time and like pop culture in england but wasn't an icon yet so he kind of isn't beholden to hartnell the way that you know the way that uh, eccleston or, or or indeed like Capaldi, you know who worship the show you know like there isn't that iconography yet which is really interesting because there kind of is but there's not right um that's all i've got for for part one you guys have anything else for part one um i kind of like how i know that we were like crapping all over ben and polly but i actually like (laughs) i love <laughs> I like them quite a bit. They're better than How Dodo. How do they meet? Tell me. Just tell me like a story. How do I, they Okay. Meet? Dodo is the bottom <laughs> of the barrel. Like Dodo <laughs> is just the worst companion ever. Uh, <laughs> Dodo. You're like, oh, I think they're pretty useless. I'm like, ah, I'll raise you Dodo. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair. I would lose that bet. I would lose that bet. Um, but I like that uh, – when they're like talking amongst themselves while Troughton is like figuring out how he works again. Right. Um, I like that the, from the beginning, the companion audience proxy thing, like 
for every regeneration, you always have, like, this character that's questioning the identity of the Doctor, mm-hmm. especially with Capaldi recently. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I like that this establishes that, and it's like, it's okay, we got you. It's the same guy, just trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I like that that kind of just carries through, like, 50 years later. Yeah, it, it's kind of cool this time, because the audience really was with Ben and Polly. Whereas, like, now, it's like the audience is always going to be a little bit ahead of, like, Clara or, or Rose, yeah. you know? Right. Just, well, just I think... Feel- I think um I think they always know now like like intellectually everyone always knows like okay this is the same guy if we it comes you know, out this works but but what what they focus on now is like the emotional element of being so attached to that previous guy mm-hmm. and now it's this new person and you're like mm, I don't know like I just I don't I don't know I don't come on new dad <laughs> right. <laughs> So I really, uh, yeah, but yeah, it all starts here. Like I said, it all starts here, which is just, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, it's, 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 it's nuts how, uh, you know, how, uh, much of this carried over. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, okay, this is pretty much, you know, like, like certain stuff, you know, like I, I, I was waiting for Patrick Troughton to like say something self-deprecating about his appearance Right. I was like, but I was like, no, I bet they weren't there yet. I bet, I bet you couldn't. I'm not gonna make fun of myself for this fucking. I mean, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not gonna make fun of my face for this show, you know? Right. But now it's like, oh, I'm in Doctor Who. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure. Um. All right, Nick, tell us about episode two. Yeah. So Ben is looking, trying to track down like that thing that they saw. And uh, they run into a bunch of people that more of this weird, weird gov- underground kind of like Planet of the Apes government that I never really f- fully understood. Uh, they meet a man named Resno, who's, <laughs> who's one of <laughs> Lesterson's like <laughs> like re- research assistants. And uh, <clears throat> so like they're getting introduced to all of these characters and like they're learning about kind of like the the, the lay of the land, so to speak. But, uh, you know, they meet Bregan who tells everyone about like this weird underground movement that's going on and uh, uh some 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 stuff goes down and eventually it's revealed that um they are attempting or members of this government are attempting to domesticate daleks i guess would that be a good word like brainwashing them um and uh we end the episode with um a doctor reve- i mean a dalek revealing itself and uh claiming to uh doctor to the doctor that uh he is he is your servant or uh, he is his servant mm-hmm. yeah so in that great like lower tone like I, I i love how um i i like how the daleks voices are in a lower register in this yeah like it's like in the I guess I think now like I am your servant, but he was like I am your servant, and I'm like oh, I like that. I kind of it kind of has more of like a Kylo Ren feel almost, it's kind of like a growl, like it's kind of like a growl to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it um, used to be that there was more than one voice to the Daleks. Now it's all no kidding. Yeah, now it's all just you know the the one guy. Um, uh, what's his name? The big Finnish guy. Okay. Cat, Cass. What's his name? Huh? I can't remember. 
Well, man. I remember I remember in the, in one episode it ended and just one man was credited as voice of the Daleks. Well, then he he must have varied his voice more. Uh, Nicholas Briggs is the current voice yeah. of the Daleks okay. and the Cybermen. He does both. That's fun. Um, and he's the he's sort of like the executive producer of all the Big Finish stuff as well. Um, he's a crazy Doctor Who guy. Uh, does a lot of stuff, but but yeah, no, I I like the way that the Daleks sound. I, I'm I'm really excited, uh, Nick. I don't know when that's gonna come up next, but I'm excited for you to meet the classic Cybermen because oh my god, <laughs> they sound so different and they're so creepy. Like well, it's, it can't be worse. Oh, it's it's pretty great. No, I actually yeah, and I I I'm, I'm trying to figure out what episode I want to say this in, but I guess I'll just say it now. But like I I'm so about um the vibe of this is very reminiscent of like an old Universal horror movie where it's th- there's this feeling of dread that starts in this episode and kind of builds starting from this point on, but. I'm all about it. Like, I mean, there's like the mad scientist stuff. There's the like, you know, kind of like melodrama, you know, there's like already like traitors or, <laughs> you know, like people like, Oh, we can't trust him. He's part of the, but, and it just centering all of centering all of this human drama around a Dalek is a really great way to use a Dalek because it's, it's, it's kind of, I think it's taking advantage of the Daleks in humanity. Like, the idea of them being like a weapon as opposed to like, you know, the Joker of the doctor. I was, I was really into it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's really, it's really good. And, <clears throat> but I will say that I don't know if it's cause I was thinking about like the Dalek episodes that come before this and they're not like this, but there, there really seems to be, <clears throat> this this seems to be sort of an ongoing Dalek storyline now. Like one of the things that I, I I noticed having you know since I started watching Doctor Who is that all Silurian stories are pretty much the same. Um, they they have the same storyline pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found with this one, and I mean this is the first time out that they do this, so this episode is really special because of that. But it's hard to separate myself from all the Dalek stories that I've ever seen. And I'm realizing that a lot of Dalek stories are are the same. There's always like the one – like the doctor shows up in this place where they've discovered – they stumbled upon Daleks. And they're like, oh, we can use Daleks to be like good guys. And, and the doctor's just like, no, you can't. Daleks can't be good. That's not a thing. And they're like, no, it's totally fine. He's like, no, they're going to kill all of you. No, no, they're not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and then and then the dogs kill everyone. And the doctor's like, I, you know, I told you guys, I don't know what you thought you were doing. Um, and that kind of like every Dalek story since this one kind of is that Dalek story. Or it's the like, can the Dalek be changed? Or like, can the doctor change the Dalek? And then it's always like, no, no, you can't. Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's definitely, like, variations of it, um, especially when you throw, like, Davros into the equation. Um, Which I choose not to. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, for the most part, like, it's like, like comparing this story to 
what 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 is that one from uh, series five? Victory of the Daleks. This is a yeah. lot like Victory of the Daleks. Well, oh, I was sure, going to say yeah. that like you can definitely you like tell. Tea? Yeah, that you can definitely tell that this story in particular influenced that one very heavily, and I think that was the point of Victory of the Daleks. Um, like I think it was like an homage to power, but this one does it way better. Honestly, yeah, way, way, way better, (laughs) way better. I mean, this one has Lesterson. Like, let's just talk about him. Yeah. Uh, Oh man, the Crispin Glover of the (laughs) Lesterson's pretty great. And the scene in this episode where the Doctor like accuses Lesterson of being like, he's just like, you there, there is space for three Daleks in that capsule, and there's only two there. You stole the third one. He's like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. He's just no. so faux offended. Like, it's it's incredible. Yeah. No, Lesterson's great, and he only gets better from here. Yeah. Uh, you know, another, but speaking of universal horror, Lesterson kind of, um, he gestates from mad scientist to, like, Rainfield. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're, we'll get there when we talk about oh, that. Oh, totally, but, yeah. But I, 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 I thought of that as, like, as I said it. Yeah, know. yeah. Um, I also, there's that moment in this where... Uh, the doctor is in that room and he's talking to, to Ben and Polly and then he shushes them and then like cuts the fruit open and finds a listening device in the fruit. (laughs) And it's just like, somebody just put a listening device in a piece of fruit. Like that's not, that's not how you hide spy gear. Like you don't put it in a piece of fruit. The, what are the odds? He checked the fruit. He checked the fruit. Oh God. I why did we put him in the room when he's hungry? Like, that's, I, man. It's a very Rick Sanchez move, really. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Shut up. <laughs> um, I also like, uh, during the experiments with Lesterson, I like that the Dalek wakes up for a second. Like, because this whole thing is that Lesterson is trying to wake up these dogs because they're all in, like, a hibernation mode. And he's trying to wake them up, but he's he doesn't know how to, like what their energy source is um, for, for a while, which we'll get to their energy source and that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll get there, but, it's, but, it's called but power, yeah. Scott. Yeah. So, so he, so he, dogs uh, can't work on water. Unless oh, they have power. Oh, the power of the Daleks. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and just now put that together. <laughs> um, so uh, doesn't it sound? It sounds like a hip hop record from like the early eighties. It does. <laughs> um, so so he he wakes up one of these Daleks, and like as soon as the Dalek wakes up, it just instinctually shoots someone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Yeah, and it's and so like he's just like he's just like oh bad Dalek, and then just takes his gun away. Like you just <laughs> my just my new the gray gun. my new dream. <clears throat> all I want from this show. And I'll, I will, I will, I will defect to England if I have to, if I have to. But there will be a scene where someone hits a Dalek on the head with like a rolled up newspaper. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of uh, teaching Daleks tricks in this episode. Oh, it's so great. I, Which is I, great I do, because I, I love it when humans teach Daleks tricks. Yeah. <laughs> Offering tea. Yeah. I want to. I want to have a scene where you they try to they try to teach a Dalek a trick, and as a treat, they get to kill something. Oh my god! <laughs> killing that, na- killing Nazis. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I want my scalps. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so we move on to uh, part three, Power of the Daleks, um, in which uh, so so okay, so we left off with this Dalek shouting, "I am your servant," and uh, we, and then the governor is really impressed by this, and it's like, "Oh man." We're going to be able to use these dogs for stuff. It's going to be great. What stuff they're going to use these dogs for, I don't know. But stuff. They want to use the dogs for stuff. I don't know. Um, and so, so... Well, the merchandising rights alone, Scott. He, right. Well, fair. <laughs> um, so the, so the, the doctor is just like, no, he's not having any of this. Because he's just like, you can't... This is not a thing you can do, guys. I, I This is the worst decision you're ever going to make. They're going to kill everyone in this colony because that's all they know how to do and blah, blah, blah. Daleks, Daleks, Daleks. <clears throat> <laughs> Don't get the doctor started on Daleks. Yeah. So so they they send the, do- the doctor back to his room. And then the, the doctor who swiped this, like, this, uh, this, this, thing from the room with from the lab he uses that and a metal bracket from the bed in the room and then he macgyvers this thing together um that's going to be able to like cut off the daleks power supply so he can end the daleks reign of terror before it begins um <clears throat> and uh and then the do- the doctor so the doctor shows back up <laughs> lesterson lesterson's like uh what are you doing in here because you want to stop the Daleks and, you know, like, I'm trying to do, like, cool things, you know? Like, I potty trained this one. Like, we're it's going to be awesome. Like, this one throws uh, beer at me. Yeah, this is – it's going to be pretty great and you, you're you not on board and the doctor's just like, no, no, I'm totally on board. And I just – you know, like whatever. He's like, so you want to bury the hatchet? He's like, bury the hatchet. I want to be besties, buddy. Let's just let's be best friends. And Lesterson's like, oh, all right. I always wanted a friend. And so, so the doctor and Lester become friends. And then as as Lesterson's. Uh, uh, distracted, the doctor immediately betrays him and tries to fry this Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Dalek starts like spinning around in circles and like freaking out. And then, <laughs> and then, out. yeah, and then Lesterson, Lesterson write, writes him. And then as soon as he writes him, the, the Dalek tries to shoot the doctor, but he doesn't have his ray gun anymore. Um, so the doctor, the doctor gets away. Uh, I, I love the, the, and then, and then, and then the, Do- the Daleks are like, we need material and we need all of this material. Um, and if you give us this material, we'll be your servants. And, and he's like, okay, great. I mean, this is a lot of material, but I'll, I'll figure it out and, uh, we'll, we'll get this going. Um, and, uh, and then we find out that the, uh, the body of the guy in the first episode that was assassinated um, the guy in the morph suit. Yeah, yeah. He finds <laughs> he, they they find the body and they realize that he was the examiner that was called to the colony, um, because of the capsule that the colony found that are full of the dogs. They called this examiner, but then the examiner was assassinated and the doctor sort of like took up his identity or whatever. And so now they're like, wait, so the doctor isn't actually the examiner, and there's this whole thing. So they're gonna put the the doctor. And, and everybody in a, in a jail cell, it's this whole thing. Um, and then, uh, the, the Lesterson is like, okay, I'm going to get your stuff. And the Daleks are like, okay, but we also need power. 
and <laughs> and so and then they all just start shouting, "We will get our power! Yeah. We will get our power!" <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> we will get, we will get our power. Um, <laughs> that would be great. One of them, just the greatest musical sequence. Yeah. I this episode really like the Daleks are in like fine form in this episode, and you know it. I was I was just thinking while I was watching this. Uh, by the way, just on a, on a technical note, uh, the mode in which we watch these episodes, there were like stage direction subtitles. Um, right. And these, this is, these episodes actually don't exist, so we watched reconstructions. Yeah, reconstructions, rejuvenations, <laughs> and um, they they can't settle on what to call the Daleks, like st- gun stocks. Like yeah. Yeah. One, they 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 call them like like his like. They're sucker sticks. They're they're face suction cups. They're 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 eye stalks. And I just loved how no one could settle on a name of what to call those. And I'm just like, okay, like why do the Daleks work? Why like why are they so awesome? Because like they're 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 un they are unapologetically good in this episode. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're they're actually like the kind of scariest I've ever been. <laughs> They're the scariest I've ever seen the Daleks. Like the most, and maybe it's, it's a combination of the black and white. And I think Daleks really lend themselves to being black and white. I think like, you know, you see a, da- a Dalek in the full light of day in, in color and like they're hella stupid. But like, cause like, cause like they're fat and they're slow and like they're so, they're so vulnerable and like demanding and like needy and weak. Right. <laughs> but, but, but they're just such great villains, I think, because they're they're this impossible combination of vulnerable and invulnerable. Like in this episode, and you know, and and, and especially like in episodes, you know, going into four and five, you when the Daleks are mounting their threat, you you feel the threat. And you're like, oh, these guys could actually wreck shop. And but they're also they are there are those amazing moments where like. <laughs> the doctor's trying to kill this Dalek, and he's just like, ah, ah, and just like he's helpless. <laughs> and well, you, kind of, also, you kind of like feel for them a little bit. Also, not for nothing, but did you guys notice that Daleks say "material" like like they're about to break into "material girl"? Oh material. my god, <laughs> material, material. <laughs> they say "material girl, girl." about <laughs> material girl. <laughs> Material. <laughs> oh my god! Before now, they start, I, like, um, like shouting, especially in this episode, um, I think they're kind of cute. Um, yeah, they kind of are. They're like they're, just, they're, they're, just... they're like weirdly adorable until they're really scary, and I well, it's this weird like dichotomy that's always kind of existed I, with Daleks. I don't know. <laughs> you know what they are? They're like the living embodiment of you know that meme where like the finger is pressing down on the baby bat. And yes. like the the baddest thing, like no, stop it! Like I am the knight. Like I think that's why is that like they are like inside. There are these horrible, just empty, violent, hateful little like like pieces of goo. But on the outside, they're just these weirdly like cuddly, fat like robots that can't go downstairs. <laughs> which is like the one of the three main ways to go up and down things. There's, and they're there, completely there's definitely, just there's. There's definitely an alternate you know, universe where the Daleks are basically like Baymaxes from Big Hero Six. Yeah, oh my like, God. like literally, you can kind of imagine hearing like 
you know, like that really light, like, hello, I am a Dalek. Yeah. And it's like, ah! (laughs) It's freaked my drunk! Like, (laughs) they're so impatient, and they're so, like, spoiled, and, like, they want everything. Instead of sounding like, uh, what's his name? Scott, uh... Scott. Yeah, Scott Atzit. Yeah, instead of sounding like Scott Atzit, they just sound like every Hitler video you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> like, they're so spazzy. I think that's what yeah. like, like, a Dalek getting killed, there's, like, no dignity to it at all. It's always, like, when I'm... It's like in Mario Kart, where you, like, go over a banana peel. <laughs> Oh um, so we also we find out in this episode that Daleks run on static electricity <laughs> <laughs> because I guess so in the sixties no one knew what static electricity was. So they're just oh constantly rubbing against each other. <laughs> right? Rob May, Rob May. <laughs> like what's what's like slowing down? The like materials they need are balloons that they can just rub against <laughs> each other. Balloons. Material like a woolen blanket. <laughs> Put the blanket around me. They're gonna turn. They're gonna using static electricity. They're going to turn Vulcan into New Scaro. <laughs> It'll take eight hundred years, but they'll do it. Yeah. Static electricity. Oh, oh I think that's boy. a Terry Nation thing. Oh, it's madness. It that must be so Terry funny. Nation because it's madness. That has to come awesome. up again. Like I, I want, I want like the twelfth doctor to be like, "Oh no, they run on static electricity." <laughs> Damnest thing. I don't know how they do it. I don't understand it. I don't, Why I, I can't ever defeat them? <laughs> so stupid, random. <laughs> we need to be robbed. <laughs> But there's no, they're like, they're con- they're like the most physically intimate species, but there's no, like, pleasure or joy from it at all. Rob me. Rob me. <laughs> Two of them have to, like, like, rub up against one. Like a <laughs> enough, enough. And then, like, he's a goat. <laughs> he goes for, like, five feet and they fall in. Damn! <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no. Oh man! Also, um, body disposal on <laughs> Vulcan is literally just like people throwing uh, like dead bodies into like the mercury puddles. Yeah. Okay. It's like so I'll just I'm, put this here, and uh, this will be good. He was, was a good man. <laughs> what? So okay. So what? What year did this come out in? Like nineteen sixty-five? Sixty-six. 66. Was Star Trek already on the air? It started the same year, so it must be. So it's just a coincidence that this planet was named Vulcan. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, definitely, a, definitely a coincidence. But I, I don't know if. Oh, you, you don't know when Vulcan was introduced, right? On Star Trek, I don't know right. if that was like from the beginning or if that was later. Oh yeah, uh, you sure the, are from show. Vulcan, aren't you, Spock? Yes, I am, Commander. <laughs> right. I hate Spock in the first episode. He has those weird eyebrows. Yeah, he is super weird in that first episode. That whole first episode is really weird. It is. It's Kirkless. 
It's also fun. really misogynist. It is. <laughs> I was watching it the other day, and it's like, we have to throw women at him so they can breed. <laughs> and the women are like, well, I guess we have to, don't we? Oh, the 60s. It's like, these poor girls, they need my help. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are they're a few like things adult women. Love... They're like in their thirties. Like they're not like it, it was. It was weird. It was really weird. It was super. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there are a few things I love more than Daleks just chanting, like anything, anything. Our... Oh my god! It happens like five times in the course of this story. It's yeah. so it's <laughs> so know. good. Yeah, they're weirdly and, and, social, and, and like three times it's the end of an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I want I want them to like I want them just once to chant something like positive. Believe. <laughs> Believe. Believe. <laughs> like I would love to see a bunch of Daleks in like in um in Fenway Park. <laughs> and, like, oh doing, my like, god. Sweet- they're singing like Sweet Carol. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. <laughs> I just want an album of Dalek covers of like really oh happy my songs. God. <laughs> like hello. <laughs> like what's that what's that song in Fire Days of Summer? The uh... oh, the Temper Trap song? No, no, no. The uh the one he dances to. The Oh yeah, oh the the Hall and Oats. Yeah, the Hollow Notes song. You make my. <laughs> I would love to see watch. a Dalek. I would love to see a Dalek in that scene, like doing like the Joseph Gordon-Levitt like dancing. Right. Yeah. No. Totally. <laughs> it's just like, but it's just rolling, and people are like dancing around it. <laughs> the Dalek, Dalek looks in the mirror. He sees Han Solo. Yeah, he sees oh my Han God. Solo in his reflection. <laughs> Does that make me Nancy? <laughs> Her knobby knees. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe Moretz is playing soccer and she looks out in the bleachers and there's just a Dalek. <laughs> oh man. Heaven knows I'm miserable now. <laughs> She's Zoe Deschanel's in an elevator and she's sharing headphones with a Dalek and then she like leaves and the Dalek's like, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. god if I, I, I had $10,000. <laughs> yeah. Just start remaking movies with Daleks as one of the characters. Just one. Just one. Just one. <laughs> Like like ghost, but just like Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, good. Well, you can actually make Nick's dream come true because we now have a donation button on our website. <laughs> Uh, we can find us at thedoctorscompanion.us. Um, email us your thoughts on 500 Days of Dalek at <laughs> contact <laughs> at thedoctorscompanion.us. 
Um, <laughs> for as long as I can remember, I've always wanted Just to wanted be to... a Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going oh, to get man. the papers, get the papers. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get home to stir the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all wearing like white beaters and like... Oh my god. <laughs> I have to admit it turned me on. <laughs> Good dogs. Oh man. Oh god, so oh, okay. You can find us on Twitter at TDC Pod. Uh, Tumblr where the doctor's companion dot podcast dot tumblr dot com. Make us some fan art of a Dalek and a, you know, whatever movie you want. Um like us on Facebook. <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes. Um if you want to hear more wacky Scott and Nick antics, uh, they host Back to the Future Minute, which is wonderful. Um, uh, we have Geek by Night Out, the uh, original uh, web show, web podcast, audio drama. Audio um, podcast, great. audio series. Audio podcast, yeah. Um, check that out uh, and subscribe on... Or, donate on patreon you get a lot of cool behind the scenes stuff of that um and next time join us for power of the daleks parts four through six all right we'll see you next week bye, bye.